You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. gentlemen boys and girls it's great to be with you again today for episode 124b of tales with tr i know we had ryan power promised former pei panther former making the cut graduate former north bay centennial but unfortunately due to scheduling ryan won't be in until next week i am on my way to pittsburgh tomorrow to join the chicklets live broadcast as well as take in a pittsburgh penguin game hopefully i can meet Sidney crosby but we do have one of my favorite guests of all time in the house. He is a master broadcaster. He's a writer with no lighter. He's the sick flow from Picto. He's Elvis-esque behind the desk. He's the pride of Picto County for whom there is no bounty, folks. He's the North Shore wild boar. Rocky at his hands full with Apollo Creed. And ladies and gents, it's my pal, Ken, the Killer Reed. How the hell are you doing, Ken? Great, buddy. Honored to fill in for Ryan Power, absolute speed demon back in the day with the Halifax Mooseheads. That guy could fly. I'd love to see a Ryan Power play in today's era where speed is everything. Ryan can skate. Remember watching with the Moose. Yeah, you're right. And it's something um, Ryan was so fast. And it, it used to be more of a thing that the top 12 forwards would make a team. Like I remember yeah. Joe Thornton. I remember in my one of the years I was up 
playing a game against Joe Thornton, and he was on the fourth line. It's just like, hey, we're going to – no one ever really thought – I mean, it must have happened, but to have just, you know, here's your top six. Here's a third line that's kind of a third line that we see it as a bang and crash, and a fourth line gets out there once in a while. I mean, it was kind of developed that way, but you kind of came in and put in your time on the fourth or third line first. Now it's changed completely. Whereas a guy like is Dennis Malgan, is that his name? Just yeah. in Toronto, right? And, and he's he's inserted on the second line. If things They'll don't top go six well, you now. They'll top right? six he, he doesn't just get bumped down to the third. The third and fourth are set. He yep. might get sent down. Right. But with Ryan Power, I think he was so specifically fast. He didn't have great hands, but real, real, real fast that I think you could make him a penalty killer and he wouldn't embarrass you in any league on earth today, including the NHL. I think we've trained hockey. We've switched the training because I remember skating with Opox. Remember, I'm sure when you grew up, you remember skating with Opox. Yeah. And so many guys learned to be fast back then, but they didn't learn necessarily to be fast with the puck. I'm thinking Rico Fatter, right? He was yeah. just a, it's a great burner. Yeah. But a guy like Connor McDavid grows up. And he's all about speed, but I bet you 50 cents on the dollar, he was doing every drill with a puck back in the day when he was a kid. Whereas from maybe 15, 20 years ago, uh, you didn't do every drill with the puck. So it's it's sweet to see when a guy's brain and hands can keep up with their feet the way the game's changed now. And, and there's a lot of guys like that now. Yeah. And you, uh, for, I remember there was all kinds of people. My buddy Jeremy Charles, uh, one of the best chefs around, proud of was Jeremy. Was JC a speedster? Speedster. But Jeremy... Same thing. Can't put the puck in the ocean from the wharf. But Jeremy was skating three or four years without a puck. He just started. Right. I, remember I met Jeremy when I was seven, right? I, a kid. We were walking onto a novice team. And I remember that was the thing. Like, I, w I was late to the party when it came to, like, being able to be a decent skater even. And then things took off. But it took me that long. But Jeremy learned for years without a puck. And you can right. really notice it the way he plays. And all kinds yeah. of people did back then, you know? Never yeah, that, that. I'm, I'm glad that changed because uh, I yeah. I remember learning without the puck. And I remember even as a kid thinking, well, shouldn't I have the puck? Yeah. Okay, so Ken, um, I got a few questions. We'll go through 10 or 15 questions, half hour or 40 minutes of your time. I really appreciate you filling in. Every, this is like the third time you've done this. It's no because problem. you're a good buddy. You're good on the air. I like having you, my, my listeners... Enjoy when you're on, but it always seems like some sort of a fallback, but it's because where I do two episodes a week and I always explain who it's going to be yeah. on the, on the Monday or Tuesday, you know what I mean? So I'm people a tweener, are expecting buddy. one thing. They're not disappointed. I'm a tweener. I'm a tweener. Back in the day, if Montreal called you up, how fast were you on a bus for yeah. Freddie Beach from Air Canada flight? Buddy, I'm just uh, honored yeah. to be on the team. I'm quick. I'm happy to be here. If you I want me, I'll watch all, I'll watch all your podcasts in a suit as a healthy scratch at the side <laughs> of the Zoom call. I don't care. <laughs> I love that your analogy went there. Yeah. Um, so listen, but first of all, how was your summer before I get to anything? I should say that because um, we, we've texted yeah. a little bit, but never in the context. I mean, once you texted me, you were at a golf tournament. It looked like you were having a great time. I'm catching oh, yeah. up with you on Instagram more than anything. How was it? And, uh, you know, what, what does the fall look like? It was great. It's so busy, though, right? Like, And it's funny, like you come to Toronto or I go down east and – it, it, when people come to Toronto, like, I'm in Toronto. I'm like, well, you might as well be in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, because getting around Toronto is impossible. So we almost pulled it off. But summer was busy, and life gets busy. Um, yeah, it's it's really busy. I didn't golf as much as I wanted, but uh, such is you, life. Are you a big tracking. golfer if it wasn't for the charity tournaments? Let's just say yeah. you have to go to China. Yeah. You have to go next summer. You have to go over there, and you're doing reporting. You're writing a book. You're doing whatever, but you're not socializing. Not everybody knows mm -hmm. who you are. 
So you got all time on your hands. You're across the street from a course. Would you go every day? Absolutely. If I could, if okay. I could afford it. That's the, that's, the, that's the caveat here is can you afford it? Oh, man, it's insane in Toronto. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It is, and I don't golf much, and that it's so expensive. But I am in Toronto quite a bit. I've been offered. Yeah, I'm like, look, unless it's a charity tourney or something, I'm for the money I'm going to drop. I don't. You know, I've gone. I'll hang out at the clubhouse. I'll walk yeah. through the course. I, even I'm just not sure. into golf. See, if I was in St. John's, I'd have a membership somewhere for sure. Yeah, no, and I don't have the time, man. Once every like month, I go. Eh, you know what? Maybe it'd be nice to golf. I don't hate it. I'm not yeah. very good, so it's I'm kind yeah, of a damper only, when I go. It's the only sport I'm kind of good at. Like above average at right baseball, I'm okay. Golf, I'm okay. Hockey, I'm a plug. But yeah, I'd I'd rather I I I don't I, I could golf every day. But pucks in deep though. Oh, I know my role. It's like on this show, right? I get the tap once in a while. I'm good to go. Yeah, you maximize your potential for sure. Yes, thank you. Um, okay, here we get right into it. So the Jays just lost. Yes, right. They came into this year with a young team full of potential, possible champs, and that's critics, not just in Canada. All over the harshest critics or baseball minds, most had them in the top five in the league. Mm -hmm. Now, that was an ultra disappointing finish. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to you. I, I don't really know. And we can dissect it after. But now next year coming in, mm -hmm. my buddy brought this up to me as we were talking yesterday. He said, well, you know, like now the young guys that they were waiting to get older, like Pichette and, and Guerrero, I mean, they're coming to their own this year or last year, whatever, but they're, them, them a year older isn't a bad thing. It's not like they're 38 years old. Mm -hmm. um, they will still have a lot of the same players. Mm -hmm. Let's just say Springer isn't hurt, and, and, and they have the nucleus of the team stays the same. What expectations do you think come out? Do you, do you think they're... We, even with the same team and the same optimistic outlook, mm -hmm. would they still be rated in the top five or whatever? Do you think they've lost? No, I think they will down? still be rated as one of the favorites in the American League, but I think uh, the organization needs uh, philosophical change. Uh, Shapiro and Atkins just don't have that we-got-to-go-for-it attitude. They could have went after Luis Castillo. They didn't offer Seattle enough. Look who burned them in game one. It was Luis Castillo. Uh, they didn't sure up their bullpen at the trade deadline. They went with what they had. That didn't work. They didn't go get an extra starter. Luckily for them, Ross Stripling came out of nowhere, so that worked. But Mitch White did not work. You got to go for it, man. When you got a when you got a core of of Guerrero and Bichette and Alejandro Kirk who comes out of nowhere, you got to go for it. This team didn't go for it. It's like if Rocky went in against Apollo and didn't switch to 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 left right handed after a while. I remember when Rocky started fighting left and jabbing and stuff, and it was all cool. And then Mick's like, go. And he switched and he went for it. And then he beat the living crap out of Apollo or Clubber Lang, wherever the Christ it was. That's what they got to do. They just don't have a killer attitude. That needs to change. Um, the manager did a great job. I do not blame the manager for taking out Gosman after five and two thirds because that is exactly what Charlie Montoyo did. And that is coming from above him. That is an organizational, analytical dork way to do it. Smell the room, smell the game. Um, they will be considered one of the favorites, yes. But at some point, you just got to go for it. And they didn't go for it. And it cost them. And when they didn't go for it, it was at the deadline. And it caught up to them. Pretty much what happened was what everybody predicted would happen. Not enough bullpen depth, not enough starting depth. And it caught up to them. Yeah, it is what everybody said. It was so disappointing, too, to follow mm -hmm. along and see all that energy. Disappointing is one thing to, to lose both. But God, yeah. the way it... and, and oh, I was at the first game. And there was it was just a buzzkill from the start when they hit that three-run jack. 
But to lose in the fashion they lost, to me, that's documentary worthy. As I tweeted out, now I know what a Leafs fan feels like. It was just gut-wrenching. It was awful. You could see it coming. And to me, they brought in Mesa. I don't have an issue with uh, five and two-thirds. They should have let Gosman finish that inning. Again, they're going with the analytics. They're not going with the feel. They bring in Mesa, and he's throwing 91. The next inning, he's throwing 94. So clearly, he wasn't ready at that point to go in. They bring him in throwing 91. Um, the play with Bichette and Springer was just, that's just baseball. That was a, that was a perfect storm. I did not see that coming, but just a complete and utter implosion, a collapse by sporting standards, an absolute disaster, but one that sadly, um, it sucks when the prognosticators are right. Um, if you go back to deadline and they were, they just, they didn't sure up the areas they, they were supposed to sure up. But for guys like me and you, the most aggravating part for me, and I know it's the same for you, is just the analytics. Just get rid of it, please. In a one-game scenario, manage the game. You had to. I don't know how you could pull Gosman. He loads the bases, but then he gets the two quicks up, quick outs. So well, why are you pulling him? Let him get this, through it. This is what I don't understand, and apologies to the listeners, but... Penny Lane's mom and Penny Lane were coming in and out getting ready for soccer. And I'm sure people don't mind it, but I'm just letting you know. So anyway, look, analytics, though, this is what I don't understand about it, Ken, or I do, I guess. Like you can you can follow them wherever you want. You could say, Mm -hmm. well, these are the analytics on the regular season. And then I can look at it and go, well, but this is the last three playoffs for so and so a player. And this is what happened. Or this is what happened on Tuesdays for the whole year when the domes open, though. Wait. I know what you're saying. He's seven and one when he starts on Tuesdays, but when the domes open, that's when he got his loss. Like you could just exactly. keep looking at deeper and deeper. But all I know, the the questionable part about that is usually when I'm looking at analytics and I'm frustrated. It, it, it it's often in baseball when you're like these pitchers going for a no hitter and it's cut and dry. It's like, well, you know, he's at a hundred oh, pitches, God. we can take him out, and that's usually yeah. what I'm talking about. But in this situation, I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm as a fan. Just knowing what I know, going Gaussman, you're taking, you're putting Mesa in for him, and Santana's going to go to the other side of the plate. Very. And I was trying to figure it out, and sure enough, the next day when I'm reading every paper, when I'm, I'm listening to most media outlets that I listen to, they're all agreeing with me. So I'm going, what? Analytics is one thing. One analytic would tell you, well, you know, Gaussman's got a lot of pitches in, but the other mm-hmm. one would tell you, okay, wait. Though even Gaussman with these many pitches in, Mesa's going to come in pitch. Santana's going to hit from the other side of the plate. This is a disaster, and it ended up. So I mean, where do you follow analytics, and when does that fucking end? Well, first off, I don't. Secondly, it never does because it's justification for those people who don't know or smell a game, who don't have a feel. That's all it is. It's a way to let the nerds into the high school party. Trust me, as a nerd in high school. I would have loved the analytics because I could have figured a way to sneak in. But at some point, you need feel. And it's it was a disaster. And the, the other thing is no one will call it that. And the analytics people, this is what drives me nuts. They'll say, well, you know, he made the movie he was supposed to make. I'm not playing blackjack here. I'm not going to split the aces. I'm not going six and under, don't take the hit. I'm playing baseball. There's a feel here. Okay, it ain't 52-48 in favor of the house every time. There's a feel, and sports yeah. has to get feel back. And baseball has to get feel back because analytics, in a lot of ways, they've sucked the entertainment right out of the game. Nobody steals a base anymore. There's no hit and run anymore. 
it's changed and not for the better. And yeah, I'm an old man, yawning clouds, and I don't care. I like stealing it. bases is another thing. You know, it, it happens. Oh, it's gone. But it's sometimes, gone. yeah, it's it, not close to as much. It's that which again, they're trying to make the game more exciting. And meanwhile, meanwhile, it's such hypocrisy. It's such a contradiction. The whole yeah. I mean, every sport has its problems and you grow. And, you know, most things about baseball I do like, but it's funny how they're saying to slow down the game or sorry to speed up the game. Yet they have these video replays in that half the time yep. are, are wrong anyway. Like same with offsides. Look, I know they're going to be around video yep. replays here to say here to stay. But Wish it wasn't when it comes to those calls on first and when it comes to um, offsides, a lot of the time, a lot of the time. And they're talking about being balls and strikes coming up. I just yeah. find it's still questionable and you don't really know. So what are we doing? All we've done is added another level to the argument. We can, we're always sitting there question. looking right at it and we still don't know. Then what are we no. doing? Exactly. People always ask that question. If you were an HL commissioner and you could change one rule, what would it be? I always used to say, get rid of the instigator rule. Now my rule would be, I would abolish instant replay. I would just get rid of it. The human element, man. The human and element has to come a back. A couple times this year, Ken, I can't remember. I, I know it, I, I watched enough. I saw you comment on it. There was a couple of plays at the plate. Great. I mean, oh that isn't, isn't that what you're watching baseball for, for those moments? How many, you might Thank go you. to four games in a row and there are no plays at the plate. And all yeah. of a sudden it happens. The place goes bonkers. I think it was the Jays involved. Yeah, it and, was. You know, the place packed with the home team is freaking out. Going, and all of a sudden it's called back and you yeah, wait 10 minutes. Off. It's and all off. of a sudden, the circus music comes on in your head, and you're like, oh, yeah. Jesus. And they overturn it, even when they don't yeah. overturn it. It kills the goddamn game. kills the game. When the game was designed, you think they thought of blocking the plate? It was, you know, it's baseball. It's supposed to be tough. Sometimes people get hurt. Sorry, society that goes around with pads everywhere. If you choose to get baseball, play baseball, you might get hurt. Okay? If you choose to go for a walk outside, you might get hurt. We've yeah. padded society. We've padded our sports. Look at the past. Look at the rough in the passer calls in the National Football League. A guy got called for roughing the passer the other night, and he had the ball in his hand. Yeah. We've got to get back to going, okay, it's sports. It's not 100% foolproof. You might get hurt. Assume the risk. Now, we sure, we should cut down in, like, you should wear a helmet. You should do certain things. But if you're playing baseball and you're trying to score at the plate, you should be able to smack the catcher. He should be able to lean into you. It all goes yeah. back to the Buster Posey thing, but but you know I mean, that going in, the yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I, that's why I, I'm cool with prize fighting and I'm cool with the NFL. Like the NFL is a brutal sport to watch physically. You it's know it's it awful for you, but at least the players go okay, and at least the fans go yeah, it might happen. You you don't have to watch. You don't have to partake if you don't want to. Yeah, totally. And I, we could go on about this for three hours, and we always land yeah, here. But you know, I, I, it, to me, all these things are, are are passed off, I guess, to be a good thing or at least a safe thing. And they're trying to find some mix between safe and good and entertaining. Just do something and, else. Yeah, do something know, else. I'm like the players know going in, and it's very rarely mm -hmm. the players that bring it up. Which, no, you know, it's never the players is, that bring it up. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very fucking fucking rights. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Do you think that Shesterkin's the favorite to win the Vesna? I don't know. I like the plus 500 on Andre Vasilevsky. There's also a Battle of Alberta coming up next weekend. How many points does Connor McDavid end up with? 
Who gets the win? What's the final score? These are all things you can bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Question number two. 100 years ago, it's the 19, or it's the 1922-23 season. Babe Dye wins the scoring, 22 games played, 27 goals, 12 assists, 39 points. Yeah. New Zealand Land is traded out west to the Western Canadian Hockey League for Aurel Joliot. Yeah. So a lot was happening. The first broadcast. Wasn't Aurel the guy that came back at the 1985 ceremony yes. for the Canadians and did the twirl? That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was look. I was late. That's why I brought it up. I figured yeah. you'd remember that man. Yeah, I, I was like, on. I remember that name. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious what happened a hundred years ago, and it got me thinking. What do you think those players would be most surprised at now? Like if if one of those can get uh-huh. beamed in their prime, like say they're twenty five year old New Zealand, yeah, and come in get it off a spaceship, Bill and Ted's, yeah. whatever, and he's well, in two thousand twenty two. It, it would take him two weeks to see it, but his paycheck. <laughs> I guess Ed would explode. Yeah, I didn't even think from that angle. Paycheck. Uh, yeah. And what do you think? Paycheck. What do as you think? For the, as the for ice? the game, uh, as for the game, just the speed. I think the speed would he would just they would just go. What in what sport is this? I think they this would too. I mean, right around that time, I should have done my research, but I think they were still passing it backwards, or they just. Uh, I think the forward pass was good to go by twenty-two. I think. Was but it? I think. I think so, but I think just the speed would just go like what, 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 what sport is this? What, what's happening? Penalty I shots used to be a slap shot from a certain from like out out past the hash marks. Yeah. I didn't realize pay, that. Pay, paycheck first though, and then they'd go, "What the hell's television?" You know, the, the internet, things like that. But the yeah. paycheck and the speed. Yeah, honestly, if they were to find themselves just say in a rink, in any of the above, any modern yeah. rink, arena, yeah. stadium, I think. The game would be the last thing that I, I think they, they they would probably be mesmerized by everything going on around them. All the merchandise. Right. They, all the- they, somebody would tap them on the shoulder and like, you can't smoke in here. And they say, what the hell are you talking about? Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, you know? yeah, you think outside the box. Can't light up a dart. And we, what do you think 100 years from now? What do you think we're going to go? Um, why are they all? Well, first off, it's going to be 10 years from now. Why are they all wearing face masks? <laughs> Secondly. Secondly, we'll go, wow, and I thought there was no body checking in 2022. And we'll go, wow, look at the size of that net. It's huge. And that I think that that might be it. That's for me, true. Anyway. That's quick thinking on your feet. That year, it was the Ottawa Senators, the Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto St. Pats, and the Hamilton Tigers. So there's the Hamilton Tigers. Tigers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Do you know, is there a reason that all this... Cities that, in Ontario are associated with tigers. I know, and Detroit tigers. Like you don't see a lot of tigers running around Detroit. You don't see a lot of lions running around Detroit. Not really. I don't know what the the so maybe some. I would assume that when usually these things start, but back in the day, the team would have like a a pet, and it was probably some 
owner, rich owner, had a pet tiger or something like that. You know, the answer is probably like out there. I just wanted to speculate. Yeah. No, not off the top of my head. Okay. The Degrassi yeah, Tigers. That's uh, the Degrassi Junior High team. Used to be the Degrassi Tigers. So who there knows? Maybe maybe Wheels and Snake and Joey had a pet tiger. I don't know. <laughs> How many coaches get fired this year? Um, geez, regular season. Uh, let's put the over under at six. You know that seems like a safe number, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, word that association. Seems high. That word association. High. What word yeah, okay. or two? Or two, yeah, comes into your uh, head when I say Ottawa Senators. Jake Batherson. That's the first thing that pops into my head. Uh, Total snipe show. New minus Nova Scotia. Uh, Gump Worsley. Out of shape, but effective. Like he, it's amazing what goalies used to look like. Gump looked like he never worked out a day in his life. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the no helmet is one thing, and a lot of people associate him with that. But yeah. like, there was lots of goalies with no helmet. Yeah. He looked, yeah, he didn't look like an athlete. He didn't look like pucks could hurt him. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's, I, I brought that up yeah. because I'm fascinated by everything yeah. Gump Worsley. And, and now there's more and more on YouTube. And when I reach, like, I, yeah, wish, I, love, I wish I had got I, more into him when I was a kid. I love his 71 72 Opeachy. In fact, I think Super 70 Sports sent out a tweet about it last night. But uh, he's just this plump Minnesota North Stars goalie, and he's happy as can be. Agreed. What sports should be more popular, if any? Box and lacrosse. I think should be more popular. Yeah. yeah. It's Good a fun answer, sport man. to watch. Yeah. I couldn't think of an answer myself for that one. But that, that, that would be my number one. I, I've been to two yeah. games. It's hockey-ish, it's hockey-ish and yeah. uh, they oh, have some really good tilts. Exciting. Yeah, they've had some good tilts. You'd be a good lacrosse player. You Extremely got that kind of fire. Exciting, man, I would have gotten into it for sure. I saw a game yeah. in Toronto. Was it the Rock, right? Toronto Rock. The Rock. Yeah, About they moved to Hamilton. It was a while ago, but I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, listen, do you, have you ever notice the Blue Jays get away with having like 10 sets of jerseys? Does anybody yeah. ever bring that up? In, in Yeah, the yeah, they do. Every I, Yeah, it's a little much. Like the Canada, um, I get the Canada Day stuff, but. Now but it's only like every on start at the end of the year, and they yeah. got the the baby blues, and then the blues, and they got like off white, yeah. white, gray. Yeah. Does anybody? I, the the Yankees couldn't get away with that, and they've been around nope. for 150 fucking years or whatever it is. Do you do you guys they ever couldn't. bring that up? Is there a reason? Uh, I think the reason is to make money and <laughs> okay, to sell as many many different jerseys as possible. But yeah, the Yankees wouldn't do that to their fan base. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the thing. I think that's like. I think that is more, well, obviously, uh, Montreal Canadiens can do it either. But I think that's more of a thing that just, you know, the, you're trying to appeal to maybe uh, less of a historical team. So if the Yankees ever did that, yeah, it'd be it'd be on. Yeah, they're going like, we're not, no one, we don't want anybody to put even names on the jerseys for the most part. Yeah. Um, your favorite skater ever to watch. My favorite skater ever to watch, I'd go Glenn Anderson. He didn't mm. necess necessarily was the fastest, but he was a kamikaze. And my brother and I used to call him loose skates because he had the blue blades like Gretzky. And his, his ankle, I don't know, his ankles always used to seem like they were sliding because he'd always go in on those angles, right? Just kamikaze right to the post. So I used to love watching Glenn Anderson skate. And I like how you answered it. He was a, a a smooth skater. He wouldn't have been the fastest, but I didn't say yeah. the fastest. Who is your favorite skater to watch? And you gave smooth, me a great answer. Smoothest is just coffee. Cough doesn't even look like he's striding. Just sitting in a chair. 
sitting in a chair. It's amazing. Will we have a plan at any point? The NHL playoffs. Will, it, will we have a what a plan? You know, like a ten versus eight. It seemed to come. Oh yeah, it'll there. happen. It'll happen. There's 32 teams now, or 31, 32 teams. It'll happen. Yeah, you have to just for revenue to give fans hope because hope sells. Tickets. Do you think? I thought if you had asked me this question when I was a kid, I thought it would have happened by now. Do you think it'll go global at any point? There's got to be all kinds of reasons, money being the biggest. But I'm surprised there's no like. It doesn't happen in the other sports a lot either, or, or at all. There's games. Yeah. You know, these games, like the NFL just started in London. Where did we start? Over in Czech somewhere that, a few days ago. Yeah. But it, I figured that was opening the door 20 years ago to have like a division over there. Do you think that'll ever happen? No, I don't think it will because I think fossil fuels are getting too expensive and we can't figure out how to fly jets across the Atlantic in about 100 years. So I think it won't. I think the travel is becoming more expensive. I think you'll have your exhibition series and maybe your one, couple games to start the season. Um, you know, We'll always have that, but no. And I thought it would have by now as well. But no, I don't think the NHL will go global. I don't think any league will. Uh, okay, so let's see. Okay, sorry. Childhood activity that made you feel most alive. It could be. doesn't have to be a sport. Playing uh, road hockey, man. What's that? Playing road yeah. hockey. Playing hockey. Yeah. It was Playing just, road. it was a daily thing. And I'm amazed. Like, I got a road hockey net in the backyard. The kids play it a once a week, and I'm just, when I think road hockey, yeah. I can literally take myself. I can picture the level of cold when I used yeah. to get home and get in right in the fall, like it is now, and I'd be cold. My nose would be cold. I didn't mm -hmm. realize it when I was playing, but I just came home, and I guess a little bit of sweat had absorbed a little bit on my body. Oh yeah, I smell the food that mom. I can smell the food that's sitting there for supper. Like it's wild how a memory takes you somewhere. I, I love it. Um, a great road hockey story. Here's one for you. Okay. We had a big hedge at our place on Brody Street. In fact, I, my garage out there, I told the boys the other day, my goal is when you're 18 years old, this door is dented to hell. You can smash as many balls and pucks into that as you want because we dented our door. But we had a big hedge uh, about the end of our driveway and the ball went in at once. It was freezing cold. Day. It was one of those cold spells. It was like cold for 10 days in a row. My brother goes in to get the ball out of the hedge and ah! he just screams there was a cat frozen in the hedge all sprawled out we just screamed and yelled the old man had to come out he picked it up and threw it in the garbage frozen dead frozen dead wow the cat got a cat got caught in the hedge just got caught couldn't get out oh god yeah. tragic and unique yes um what's the over under you think this year for austin matthews how many goals does he score i'd put the over under at 58 um, okay. I think he'll be 58-ish. He'll give 60 another go, I think, if he stays healthy. I'm going to snipe five. Love it. I Love didn't it. realize, though, the last couple of years, when I looked, because I, I was really, I was trying to come up with my my list of teams where they're going to finish in Canada, and I find Edmonton and Toronto are my top two. I find a lot of real, real big-time parallels, not just in McDavid and Dreisaitl and Marner and Matthews, but a lot of yeah. other things, even down to, like, Robertson and Holloway, how they're fighting for a spot on the team. There's not many yeah. here. They're the same kind of player. Goalie issues. Like, there's just a lot going on similar. So I went back and I dissected the stats, and I never usually do that. And I didn't realize Austin Matthews missed so many games over the last three years. And right. I mean, he's did that last year, and he missed 12 games, I think. So I don't know. I think not only can he, I think 70 is possible. I right. just want to see someone do it.
I think Robertson's going to be one of those guys that comes up, snipes a few, and everyone's going to, why isn't he here all the time? He's going to be one of those kind of guys this year, I think. Maybe so, but like then, then we get back to what position you're trying out for. Right. right. And, and it, you know, he's doing that. And a couple of those goals, man, they're snipes. They're on the power play. He's a sniper. I never understand. To this day, I'll never understand why the NA, in the NHL being a sniper is a liability. Yeah, but he can't play on his own end. They just use him on the freaking power yeah, play. No, I don't either. I don't either. And I think it's an old way of thinking. Uh, yes, it is. But uh, the thing about it, if they don't, I hope he gets a shot somewhere because I don't know, man. I'm looking at him and he screams NHL player to me. <laughs> like, But I, I get how it's hard to crack what he's trying to crack right now. A heavy uh, shot, but, but yeah, you know, yeah, he's got a lot of depth in front of him for what he's trying to do. He does, exactly. and this year he's still young, and you know, you go down and maybe you're up and down. Maybe the yeah. Leafs make the third round, or even, hey, they make the final, and he gets 40 games in. Those are all successes. I just hope, from what I see now, I'm like, you know, I hope three years doesn't pass by, and this guy's in the minors. There's a few of those players, right? Right. Um, right. But uh, anyway, I, I just... I wish him the best no matter what happens. And I think there's a lot of positives as well with the Oilers and with the Leafs. There's a lot of, po I got Habs finishing seventh and I think there's going to be more positives than negatives in their season. It's just, uh, what, you know, yeah. what, what, what are you expecting? I'm not expecting much from the Canadians. I think I saw the opening night tonight. They have four defensemen with a combined 14 games. My favorite guy for the Habs coming up and uh, Eric Engels gave me the heads up on this guy last week. Arbor Jack guy coming out of Hamilton defenseman throwback six four two thirty eight and he likes to drop him i'm like where have you been all my last life? year i saw that yeah. yeah where have you been all my life and i honestly think terry these guys like that are going to come back it's going to yeah. swing back to where you want some big big physical defensemen i really think it is too and i'm telling you i, I don't know how this guy remains a little bit tiny bit underrated but i i do some work for a podcast out west called got your back with ryan Rashog and jason strudwick yeah. so I've, I've Hello, watched Ryan a lot of Edmonton. Two good dudes. Yeah, two great dudes. Yeah. I've watched a lot of the Oilers and Darnell Nurse. Now, I know he's a big yeah. I know he's up for the Norris, I think, a few years ago. And everybody knows who he is. But I'm telling you, that presence in front is is it's, it's not only back. important, it's addictive. And the other people around them are playing like that, too. And yes. a lot of people don't talk about it anymore. But that's huge, man. Because you, you own the zone. He owns the Makes zone. You bigger. Exactly. It's funny how today... Um, goalies are drafted the way big. Def when people draft goalies now, all they look for is size. Back in the day, you used to look for size on your D and athleticism from your goalie. Now you look for size in your goalie, athleticism from your D. So I think it's going to swing back where a little bit of mean, a little bit of Dave Manson comes back into the league, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. And, you know, until people start winning Stanley Cups without that, it's always yes. going to come back. And, it, it, you know, you might have the odd team that gets through that might be slightly on the lighter side of rough, but it doesn't happen much. And it didn't happen. See, I don't remember it in my memory, but I mean, it must happen at times, but pe people look at how good Tampa Bay are, for example, in Colorado. Now, look horse. He's yes. huge. Huge. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like that nurse observation. I like that. That's good. Um, okay, we're running out of time. I just got a few minutes, and thanks for doing this again. Give me one Eric Lindros memory that stands out for you. My brother asking for an autograph at a golf tournament with a dry pen, and Eric going, you got to keep your top on your pen, and then signing it with a dry pen. That was at the <laughs> Oakville Golf and Country Club. My brother still has the poster. When was this? Oh, God, 1993, maybe. Oh, I thought you were talking maybe? about like two years ago, one of those no. charity tournaments. No, no. Back in 93. You know what? 
I often need to be reminded of. And I went back. I try to watch the Canada Cups whenever I can. Like, go back and, like, just... and Because the big memories are big memories. But those are awesome tournaments that I always look forward to when I was a kid. Yes, and, me you too. know, every minute you would absorb, even though only a few moments really last in your brain forever. So yes. I go back and watch. And in 1991, he wasn't even in the National Hockey League. And, and he, he made the team right he after he made Team here. Canada. And he was yep. a presence. And he's yep. running around hitting everything that moves. He's scoring yep. goals. I mean, what a prospect. He was every bit the big prospect coming out that any of them were. I mean, I love Absolutely. McDavid, but he was as he was big the, as McDavid coming out at the time. People might forget or not oh, even know that weren't that old. I would say he was bigger than Connor coming at the time. Probably. Because, I mean, because he was physically imposing. Like he could just run guys over. It was amazing. He was 18 turning 19 and he played for yeah. Team Canada yeah. in the summer. And again, they had every NHL to pick. And there were NHL right. guys getting cut. Yeah, getting cut for Eric Lindros. And but you're right, he was so physically imposing that he, that part of his game didn't need to mature. There's so many players that need, you know, God, from that are blue chip or not. They're just yeah. you know Teddy Purcell. I'm you know even Newhook, you just won a cup, but he had yeah. to grow in he had two years, but he really did put on some good muscle and learn how to play in but Lindros, you had to almost he was already there. Him. You had he to was already there. him. Yeah. But Eric do me a favor. Don't run around too much and don't yeah. drop your gloves this game. Oh, I love what I love watching Eric play. Just the way he bulldozed guys. Who's the one guy he bulldozed into the glass? I think it was Senators. It was just yeah. as he could go. Um, yeah, it was quite amazing. Listen, I got to take off. I'm running out of time. I appreciate you doing this, Ken, if only for a, a short period. It's great to catch up with you again, and I will be in Toronto soon. Thanks. Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Are you writing another book? You usually are. Uh, hey, we got a new set on Sportsnet Central. Check it out. Ivanka and I just debuted on a new set. I need you to say hi to Tobin for me. That guy's an absolute beauty. I will. Uh, go firefighters. Uh, uh, yeah, I got a, a book I'm working on that you helped me with. I interviewed you for it about a story on the great Robbie Forbes, Newfoundland Senior League legend. And if you see his nephew anytime soon, you say hi to him. But uh, no, we're just looking forward to getting pucks in deep, buddy. Season's starting. Here we go. Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. Folks, I will be in Pittsburgh, and I will try to say hi to Sid the Kid. I've never met him personally. I've been in the same room. I'll try not to make the same mistake twice. And I'll say hello to Mark Tobin from yourself. Thank you very much, Ken. Catch up soon, folks. This has been episode 124B of Tales with TR. I'm out of here. Talk again in a few days. I'll catch you on the rebound.